Hello and welcome to the Family Brand Podcast. My name is Chris. I'm a husband, a father, and an entrepreneur. My name's Melissa, and I am a wife, mother, former nurse turned real estate investor. And we believe the greatest gift you can give your child is a last name that stands for something. Your last name is your family's brand. If you are a parent who wants to raise your child to know who they are, love who they are, and believe in who they are, this show is for you. We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family their life's most important work. This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. Hello, everyone. We are back in Arizona and super stoked for today's episode. Uh, Melissa and I were kind of surprised. I think sometimes when we when we have a thought or an idea around an episode, we're like, we have, we've had to have talked about this before because it's such a important thing in our family. And sometimes we'll, we'll talk further. I'm like, oh yeah, we've, we've definitely already talked about that. But this one was one of those, wouldn't you say that fell into that category of like, oh, we have for sure done an episode just on this. And conclusion we came to is we've, we've hinted at it in different episodes, but never had its own episode. And it's totally worthy of that. Wouldn't you say? Yeah, I even went back and listened to some of the podcasts from earlier this year and listened to our own podcast to be like, okay, did we talk about this? But no, we didn't. Like Chris said, we touched on parts of it. But cutting to the point of what today's episode is about, we wanted to highlight what our family theme is for the year. Um, If you go back to some of the earlier episodes earlier on in January, we touched on some of our um, Chris and my personal words for the year and kind of our intention as a family to simplify and expand. But we actually have a theme and a scripture that we that we do every year. Yeah, quote. And it's kind of it's evolved to this place. And to back up a little bit, I think we started. Did we start choosing an individual word first or a family word? What? What came, do you remember? Uh, probably an individual word. Yeah, I think Melissa actually came to me one year in December and she said, okay, every year you and I set all these goals and by January 15th, we've fallen off the wagon with all of our goals and I'm tired of doing that. I'm tired of setting ourselves up for failure. So instead of having all these goals, why don't we just pick like a word or a phrase or three words for the year that we want to live by individually? And that really, it made a difference for us. And then I think, Somewhere along the way, not long thereafter, maybe a couple of years after, we were like, we should just do the same thing for our family. We should choose a word or a theme or a phrase for the year that we feel like would really serve us. And I can tell you, like, there's been so many years where that our our family's theme or the word for the year has helped us make a lot of decisions. And it becomes kind of a lens or a filter that you can look through for the year to make decisions that are most aligned. I remember one year in particular, we had a, our our word for the year was peace. And our question was, does it promote peace? And we used that so many times throughout the year to make decisions. Like we'd be invited to something or we'd have an opportunity to, to do something and we'd ask, you know, does it, does it promote peace? And then it's evolved to say, well, why don't we also find a scripture that really embodies that word or that phrase? And then let's find a quote. So we'll kind of walk you through that process. And it's been something that we do. The whole family gets involved and it's really fun and meaningful. And it's only February and we've already really gotten a lot of value from our our quote our scripture and our phrase for the year yeah but and by the time you're listening to this it'll be march and um it's still it's not one of those things that oh it's two weeks into january and we already forgot or fell off the bandwagon 
for us, it really has worked to keep our intention like front of front of mind is having just like one thing that we're really focusing in on for the year. Maybe we should talk about how we, so, okay. So our theme for the year is simplify and expand our scripture. Let's see if Melissa, remember, Melissa, what's our scripture? Ever, this is always like the, you big, can't look it up. The family joke is that mom can't ever remember what the family scripture is or the theme. Is it the but family I joke? I can remember. <laughs> so, Along with the theme of simplifying and expand, the scripture we chose is Matthew 6.33. says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And then our quote for the year is fill your... Oh, sorry. I was going to say, so, yeah, say the quote and then I'll talk about it. Yeah. Fill your life with lots of experiences, not lots of things. Have incredible stories to tell, not incredible clutter in your closets. And so... How we let's talk for real quick. How we arrive at the theme for the year is we first at the end of each year. So at the end of 2022, Melissa and I, at, you know, and not at the very end of the year, but maybe in December or November, we start talking about our year. What did we like about this year? What was what really served us? What didn't we like? What could you know? What's important to us heading into the next year? So we kind of are thinking about the year we've just had and where we're headed. And then we go have conversations with each of our children and just ask them, hey, what do you think about the year we've had as a family? We also ask them individually. But for this one, it's what do you think about the year we've had as a family? What's gone well in our family? What do you think our family could use the most support with? And that starts to kind of shape our ideas around our word or our theme. And for Melissa and I, at the end of 2022, we were just really feeling like we just want to simplify our lives. And that started first with kind of simplifying our home, just our stuff and just decluttering our home. And, 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 and then we thought, and if we can simplify our lives, it will actually allow us to also expand at the same time, but expand in things that are maybe more meaningful with experiences or if our lives are just more simple. And our kids kind of echoed that, that, yeah, that would be something I think really useful for our family. Um, and then once we have our word, or a theme, then we think, okay, what well, what's a scripture that really embodies that? And we all get a chance to suggest scriptures. I can't, I can't even remember who came up with this year's scripture. I don't remember, but I think that's um, an upgrade that we've done in the last two or three years is that I think in the past, you know, when our kids were younger, Chris and I, we did a lot of the heavy lifting as far as deciding the word, taking, you know, what they said into account. But at the end of the day, Chris and I were doing the heavy lifting, deciding on the theme and the scripture, et cetera. But I really enjoyed the last, I think, two or three years is we make it much more collaborative. So our kids are um, 15, 14, 11, 7, and 6. So especially our three older ones, they really bring themselves to it. So usually we'll say, hey, on Tuesday night, whatever night, Sunday night, Whatever it may be, we're going to uh, talk about our theme. So we would like everyone to come prepared with a scripture and a quote that you find meaningful around that has to do with our theme. And I feel like so everyone brings one. Um, we listen to each other. And then this year we even um, we think we've talked about Smith Masters before. Did we end up doing it in Smith Masters? Mm -hmm. I can't remember. Yeah. So one of the Smith Masters nights, we actually did it around our family's theme and in your talk that night you had to use the word simplify and kind of share and and i would say the last few years i think 
it's been one of our kids who's, and then we all vote. We vote on which scripture we think embodies that theme the most or which quote. And I think the last couple of years, the scripture and the quote have been from one of our kids. From Ivy, I think. Ivy. Oh, Ivy's been the quote two years, two in, years a row. in a row. Yeah. I think someone else chose the scripture this year. And, it, and that idea too, you know, the scripture, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. That to us was, you know, sometimes life is so, so hectic and so chaotic that we're seeking what we want first. But if we can seek what God wants first, so simplify, then all these things shall be added unto you, expand. And then Ivy's quote around, fill your life with lots of experiences, not lots of things. Have incredible stories to tell, not incredible clutter in your closets. That quote has already helped us make some really fun decisions this year. Like, you know, we, we spent the month in Hawaii for the month of February. We just got back. And I remember Melissa and I both when we were presented with that opportunity, because it was kind of last minute. Some friends of ours said, hey, our neighbor is going to be on the mainland for 30 days unexpectedly in two weeks. Can you guys make it out here in two weeks for the month? And at first you're like, no, like we have a ton of stuff going on and kids in school. And but Melissa and I both were like, wait, simplify so we can expand and fill your life with lots of experiences, not lots of things, have incredible stories to tell. And that kind of really, I think, gave us some of the confidence to be like, yeah, we're in. I'm like, we'll figure it out. And I think you could look at that opportunity and think, okay, that is not simplifying. <laughs> that sounds like chaos. <laughs> that is like adding immense extra stress to your life. But I think the way we looked at it and the way we felt is that it's like, okay, we have all of these things going on. Like, what if we just, we essentially stopped all of them. All the activities, all the kids' activities, all of our commitments. So that way we simplified. Yeah. I mean, you're, we were, you're still working and, and all that, but it was, you know, there was a lot of logistics to work out. But once there was those worked out, it was a simple, simple time together. And we spent a lot of time together in Hawaii, um, surfing and at the house and playing games. And it was a really, really beautiful month that felt like really simple and really good. And I would say it felt expansive. Yeah. And you're right. Maybe the experience around Hawaii applies more to the quote than the, than the theme of simplify and expand. But that idea of you're more likely to fill your life with lots of experiences when your life is simpler. You're more likely to have incredible stories to tell when your life is, is simpler. And I'll just say as a side note and a huge bonus, and maybe many of you have already experienced this, by decluttering our house and we went through, maybe we should do an episode just on that, like the approach we took, because I think Melissa came up with it and it was really good. Haven't you found it so much easier to keep our house clean just by virtue of the fact we don't have as much stuff? Yes. Surprisingly so, right? Yeah. And our lives feel simpler just by virtue of that. That's That's been a really interesting. Um, so, and, and look, your theme kind of takes a life of its own. Like for us, I think the theme started mostly around decluttering our home and it's turned into way more than that. And I think I read a quote that said, if you get rid of, I don't know, a third of your things, you clean 40% less. And I was like, yes, <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, that is an interesting um I just, I can't remember the statistic, but it was something that I was like, wow, yes, I want to clean less. And it was a big number. So, And I think that an, another thing that's interesting about having a theme, a scripture and a quote, it just helps you live with a bit more intention, I think, for that year. And that's what we really want to highlight here is that having, you know, this intention of a theme, um, having family values, how those 
really can drive your culture and your identity. And they're always they're always a lens that you're able to look through as you're making decisions and as you're, you know, raising your children, your family. Because I think it's tough as a family. And and especially if you're an entrepreneur or have a career. So you have you have a lot going on in your in your uh, professional life. You have a lot going on in your personal life, you have the family. It just can feel chaotic and it can feel like you're not doing anything by design. It's all just kind of by default. You're not doing anything with intention. It can feel that way sometimes. And so I think as much as we can do as a family to have these filters to look through, these lenses to look through, to help us make decisions that are what's best for our family, that are is aligned with what we want most. Because without those filters, without those lenses to look through and those things to guide us, it's so easy to just kind of be run by the world. And you just kind of do what everyone else wants you to do or what you think you should do or what you're expected to do. And, and so for us, having our family's values, having a um, family vision statement, a mission statement, and then these, these supporting kind of themes, scriptures, quotes during the year, it really helps us make decisions that I don't think otherwise we would make. We wouldn't have the capacity to make them. And, and we're so much more, you know, now that we have this in our lives, we, we live with way more intention. And I think we do a better job of doing things that are important to our family, not just what the world wants us to do. You know, for example, one of our family values is Smiths are adventurous. And when we first created that value, it wasn't because I think we actually were adventurous. It was more aspirational. It's like we want to become more adventurous. And, and we have become more adventurous just by having that value and saying it all the time. And we make decisions that I don't think otherwise we would have ever made that have really served our family. And, and so... And by the way, when, when we, when we guide a family through the family brand program, they going through the program, they create a family vision statement, which is who they want to become. Right. So it's kind of looking out into the future. They create a family mission statement, which is, you know, what do we stand for today and how do we make sure we're making decisions that are aligned with what we stand for? And then they create their family values in these seven really, you know, critical categories that we kind of refer to as the seven strengths. And the reason we chose these seven categories is it's all based off of research really amazing research out of the University of Nebraska, what makes up strong families. And so it's all very intentional. None of it is haphazard. None of it's just like, oh, pick a few values or whatever you, you know, however many you want. It's like done by design. And our family's value under Smiths or Adventurous, that's under the category of we bond. And so one of the, what the research showed is that one of the seven core strengths that make up strong families is families spend quality time together in great quantities. So we, we labeled that kind of strength as we bond. And then we give families, you know, about 20 different possible ideas for possible values under all each of the seven categories. And so for us, one of the ways that we have found that's meaningful for us to live that strength of bonding is being adventurous and going on adventures together. And it really does allow us to spend quality time in great quantities. And then so just to highlight that one, I think as a busy entrepreneur myself, it's easy for me to sometimes justify, well, I don't spend a lot of time with my family because I'm spending so much time at work. But when I do, man, it's really quality. And that's not what the research shows. The research shows it's not just about quantity of time. It's also not just about quality. It's quality time in great quantities. And look, you know, I understand that there's some people who's like, man, they're single parents or, you know, it, it's harder, you know, to do that. But that is something that it's really interesting to strive for. And again, why do we do all these things, right? Why do we have a theme and a, and a quote and a scripture? Why do we have these core values? Why do we have a mission statement, a vision statement? Why do we do these things daily, weekly, monthly? 
that you've heard us talk about. It's because we want to give our family the absolute best chance of being a strong, connected, loving family. We want to give our children the absolute best foundation that it has the greatest likelihood of them really believing in themselves and loving themselves and, and knowing who they are so they can be happy in the world. And so like these things really matter. And, and if we don't take back our family, if we don't decide what our family stands for, the world's going to do it for us. And I'm not willing to leave that to chance. Like I'm not willing to leave my identity, our family's identity, my children's identity up to like how the world wants to define it. Yeah, it reminds me of something I posted on Instagram this past week um, talking about strong families. Um, and that was that strong families don't just happen by accident. They're, they're built with intention. I think this is just one of those, those pieces to that equation of building a strong family. And I love this. I'm actually going to read it. If you don't follow Melissa on Instagram, I think you really should because she posts really meaningful, incredible content there. It's, uh, her handle is Our Family Brand. I'm getting better. I, if you've listened to us for a long time, you know, I, um, you know, just me and social media, we've had a long and interesting relationship. Winding road. <laughs> now it's a beautiful relationship. It's a beautiful relationship. Anyway. So we, you know, cause we're always talking about the power of building a strong family, like building and strengthening families. And sometimes people ask, you know, so what does that mean? What is a strong family? Because it can kind of be open to interpretation. So here's how we define a strong family. So first of all, what Melissa put together was that when she went and searched, she couldn't find a definition. Like there was no one that had really defined what a strong family is. And so Melissa created her own definition, which I really love. So the dictionary defines the word strong as firmly held or established and then able to withstand great force or pressure. And so when Melissa read the definition of strong, she's like, yeah, I really love that. And I think it 100% applies to families. And so here's how Melissa and I guess we at Family Brand define a strong family. A strong family is firmly held or established so they know who they are and what they believe. They're bold and courageous about what they stand for. Together, strong families are able to withstand great force or pressure. They live a life by design where each of the family members feels like they belong and they face life and its challenges together. And strong families don't happen on accident. They are built with intention. You know, what do I think about our family's theme and our family's scripture and our family's quote? It's just one more thing that allows us to live with intention. And yeah, I'm just really grateful for it because it's, it's yeah, it's just made a such a difference for us. And it's this lens that we can look through um, to create just meaning and joy. And, and I think more strength in our family and in our individual lives. And I think you could hear this and feel like, oh my gosh, this sounds like a lot now. You know, if you don't already do it, I got to come up with a theme and a scripture and, and a quote and all this. But I really do feel like it's a little bit of of work up front, but it really does allow things to run so much smoother and decisions can be made easier when you do have those like guiding principles and, and things in your life that you know you want to live by. And to that point of, yeah, it is hard work and it's the most meaningful work you, any of us could ever be engaged in. And, 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 the, and the fact that it's hard work isn't a reason not to do it, right? Like, and I talk to entrepreneurs about this so often, if there's a hard challenge that they're facing in their business that has to be faced, like 
they face it because like, well, I have to do this. I mean, it's, it's my business. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm the leader of this business. And I think the same thing applies to a family. It's like, yeah, it's hard. And this is my family. Like I'm the leader of this family and I'm going to take a stand for my family and I'm going to, I'm going to take back my family and define, help my family define what, you know, what we stand for and try to try our best to live with intention. Um, and you know, like we're striving all of us, like we're, and I truly believe that most parents are doing an amazing job and really doing the best that they can for their family. And, and interestingly enough, though, there's not a lot of tools and resources out there. That's what's so crazy to me as an entrepreneur. There is unlimited tools and resources for me of how to be more intentional as a business owner, how to be a better leader, how to grow my business, how to market my business, how to be better with the financial aspect of my business. Like, honestly, too many resources. It's overwhelming. And then yet, when it comes to family, there's not a lot of resources, like in comparison. Um, and so, yeah, we wanted to, uh, that's why we've had this podcast. That's why we have this mission is hopefully being one of those resources. And you know, obviously not the only one, but one of those resources to families. And Melissa and I last week in Hawaii did this really, really fun, really cool webinar with a really powerful um, and just awesome woman uh, named Suzette. And we had a number of families who, you know, signed up for our family brand a digital program. It's called the Level Up Your Family Program. And it guides you through, it walks you through step by step how to create your family's brand. And you walk out of that with a defined mission statement, vision statement, your seven core values, and a roadmap to implement all of it. And we offered a really special discount on that webinar. And Melissa and I were like, you know what? We should just extend that to our uh, our podcast community family here. Yes. So, um, yeah. And so, again, kind of recapping this episode today. If you don't have a mission, you don't have a vision, you don't have, like, defined family values, like, please, like, take advantage of our program. Um, if you enter the code PODCAST, that I'll set up a promo um, that'll give you like twenty percent off of the program. Um, and you can find you you can find the program at familybrand.com forward slash program. And then when you check out, um, like Melissa said, make sure in the promo code area you enter the word podcast. And to the point of this episode, it's not too late to choose a family theme or a word and a scripture and a quote. Even if it was late summer, early fall, I would tell you it's not too late. So I just really encourage you to do it and have fun with it and like let your whole family be part of the process. Yeah. And I think I actually get this question a lot. People say, but I have teenagers or my children are, you know, moving out of the house. Is it too late? And I think to that point, I don't think it's ever too late to to do any of it, to establish, you know, family values and to establish, you know, it'll look a little different depending on how how old your kids are. But it's like one of my favorite, like a pro, like a Chinese proverb, I think, is that the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. But the second best time is now. Like wherever you find yourself, it's not it's not too late. And the thing I want to piggyback on that is we also have sometimes people who say, well, I just don't think I really want to do this, but I don't think my spouse would want to. So I'm not going to or I would really want to do this, but I don't think my kids would support it, So I'm not going to do it. But again, it's like you would never take that approach in a business if you owned a business. You wouldn't be like, well. 
we really want to do this for our business because it's going to be meaningful and it's going to allow us to grow, but uh, my employees don't want to do it, so I'm not going to do it. No, you'd be like, well, it's my business. We're going to do this. And you would not like you would force people. And so wherever you're at on, on that journey as well, look, if it's important and meaningful, go for it. You know, and if you're the only one who's buying into the creating of your family's word for the year or, you know, your, your scripture and your quote, then, then you do it and lead by example. And it will start to make, you know, an impact and your family will start to see what you're doing. All right. Have a good week. Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you. You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they want to be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple. And we want to share it with you. So if you go to familybrand.com forward slash free, you can download the how to take back your family's time guide. And I can promise you, it'll give you more confidence and more peace in your life than your family. One last thing. We feel so inspired when we hear from families that we are making a difference for them. We would love it if you would leave us a five-star rating and a review on the podcast so we can reach even more amazing families. We truly believe that the way we change the world is one family at a time.